Hello and welcome to episode one, series one of Get the Clothes Down with me, Chloe Kent. I'm so excited to be doing my first podcast ever. Can I get a whoop whoop? Keely, can I get can I get a whoop whoop? Over oh, here, sorry. Woo woo. Right. My first person on my podcast is of course my sister, Keely Rain Gibbons. I need to sit hard in then. Right, let's give Keely a round of applause. Wait. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, you're not get you're a bit impressed about that, wasn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Keely, tell everyone who you are, a bit about you and how old you are next month, please. <laughs> so my name is Keely Rain Gibbons. I'm thirty-nine and that means that I'll be one year older in four weeks' time. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Naughty and forty. Um <laughs> And yeah, I live in Kent. I like to take long walks along the beach. <laughs> yeah. My favourite day is, uh, what is it, April? Because it's not too warm and not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. That was Miss Congeniality right there. So, Keely is quite a big one to have on my first podcast because... I get the most questions about Keely because obviously I put so much dark humor content on my TikTok. People often want to know, like, what does Keely think about this? And what was Keely's relationship like? And how did Keely feel? It's all about fucking Keely. Let me tell you. <laughs> so I thought, let's get her on, ask her all about it. So I think, first of all, um, let's talk a little bit about what you felt your childhood growing up with mum was like. Um, so I'd probably say we had like, um, a love hate relationship. Mum wasn't very like mumsy, if that's the right term. Mm. She wasn't like, you know, baking cakes and, you know, hugging. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she kind of, I think cause she was brought up with very much tough love. That's all she knew. So therefore mm. that's, that's what she did. Um, so yeah, but, uh, she, I mean, she was always there. She, you know, she didn't like leave or anything like that. She was always like, she was always around if you needed her. But she's very much like, um, if you wanted hugs and sympathy, she'd rather, you know, crack a joke and try and make you laugh. Yeah, like if you fell over and scraped your knee and was crying your eyes out, they'd be like, oh, sweetheart, let me put a plaster on, bless you. But if you said, oh, mum, this girl at school is being nasty to me, it'd be like, right, point out her mum to be point out her mum to me now I'll be at fisticuffs with her wasn't it yeah exactly she'd yeah she'd always have your back but she was um she was uh yeah if you wanted tea and sympathy she wasn't she wasn't the one to go to but I had a thought about this earlier actually and I as much as mum was like that yeah nah I remember when those boys come along her nephews how much did she change yeah, she's different with boys, but then her mum was different with boys. So weird, isn't it? Like, with mm. girls, she's got a really kind of more cold... Oh, I think they're a bitch. Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> she? I mean, why do you think we changed our names to Colin and Keith? I know, we did everything to try and please her, honestly. Um, but But boys, she loved. So when her brother had little boys and she had nephews, complete change. Like, I remember growing up and I'd be like... Mum, can we put the Christmas tree up? And she'd be like, no, it's not the 25th of December. I'm not having that up till then. And then the boys were over for the day because she was babysitting them. 
oh, off we popped to not cut so she could get a bloody real Christmas tree. She spent the next three hours sawing it down in the living room, putting on <laughs> new ball balls. I was like, are you taking the piss? It was like, boys, would you like a hot chocolate while we wait? I thought, nah, she's taking the piss out of me. Yeah, and she actually made it. She didn't just like go to the shop and buy it. <laughs> I literally, what was that all about? How dare she? But she was like that with Archie and she was like that with Teddy. I know. I don't... What was all that about? I think it's a disease. <laughs> so, Keely, um, some yes, of my Chloe. skits... Right, I've, I've got to be professional, please. Keely Rose. So, some of my skits are obviously based around actually finding out about mum passing away, being at the hospital, stuff like that. Um, so, talk me through that night for you. Like, what did you do on the run-up? Um, what happened? How did you feel in that moment? What happened in the next sort of 10, 20 minutes? So it was a Sunday night, so <clears throat> nothing exciting. Charlie was going to bed early, got work the next day. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I'm not sure whether Archie was still at school, you know, because obviously I took him out for homeschooling because he was getting bullied. So I can't remember if he was still at school. I don't, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so everyone was going, obviously, to bed Sunday night. I was up still watching telly because I don't sleep well at night. Um, got to about half one, must have fell asleep. And then I felt like I'd been asleep for like 10 minutes. And literally, Charlie's phone started ringing. And I always have my phone on silent, so I didn't even know that mine had gone off. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the phone kept ringing. And uh, I was thinking, right, it's Sunday night. It's like half two, three o'clock in the morning. Someone's died. Mm. Like 100%. Why would anyone ring at this sort of time? So I was like, Charlie, answer it, answer it. And he's like, hello. <laughs> and um, I could hear your voice. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, what is happening? And I thought something's bad's happening. And I thought it can't be mum because I left her Friday. Mm-hmm. And she was literally going to be discharged. So yeah. I was like, it can't be mum. It's what, I don't know what else. Like, could it be dad or do you know what I mean? Something else has happened. And um, I could just hear you going, put Keely on the phone, put Keely on the phone. So he literally like was like, babe's your sister. I was like, what? So said hello. And then you just literally, as soon as you said hello, I was just like, oh, this is something's not right. I just got a gut feeling. And then you just went, she's gone. Mum's gone. Mm-hmm. I literally, yeah. I threw the phone. I don't know how it didn't smash. I like threw it in the air and just screamed. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I was just, I jumped out of bed like like you'd been attacked by a spider, you know, when you just jump. I was like, yeah. literally jumped out of bed, and I just think I was just thinking, right, I need to get dressed. I need to get to the hospital. Your your wailing and your screaming. I mean, I can still hear it to this day. It freaks me out. I'm thinking of the episode in Friends now where where Charlie goes. I know Joey goes. Sometimes I do it through your wall just to freak you out. <laughs> but literally, it it lives with me. Like. I it, I think it was definitely worse than when the doctor said, I'm sorry, your mum's gone, because your reaction made it so real, and it was heartbreaking, because I it, it was like going through that emotion again, as soon as I told you, like I just heard it myself, and I know it sounds weird, because it's not like I expected you to be like, oh, mum's dead, oh, oh dear, right, I'll be at the hospital, tickety-boo, you know, like, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't like I expected that, but I was still so shocked with your reaction, like, it was it threw me. I, I don't know why, because like I said, what did I expect you to say? But it was horrific to hear. I mean, uh, Charlie's reaction must have been like, 
what the fuck is happening? Bless him. He just he didn't know what to do. He just stood there because obviously he 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 must have known just looking at me, and he probably heard you through the phone, like you know yeah. through the phone sort of thing. And he just stood there and he was just like he just paused and was just like, you can see his face. He like the color drained from his face, and he would you can see his mind ticking over, thinking, what the fuck do I do? Mm. Do I hug her? Do I see if she's like, do I ask the stupid question? Are you all right? Because, mm. do you know what I mean? It's a silly question to ask. And I was literally just running into Archie's room to get him dressed. And like, come on, we've got to get to the hospital. So, I mean, Archie must have thought, what what the hell's happening? Did Archie say much between that and the hospital? Not a word. Did he not? not no, not a word. That scares me a little bit because I don't know what he was going through. And because my head was so messed up, I didn't even yeah. think to ask if he was all right. Because I was just so focused on getting to the hospital. Have you ever asked him since that if he if he knew just from the phone call that Mama died? Yeah, I have asked him, and he said that he knew. Yeah, bless him. He yeah, mine, mine he did. Yeah, he said that I knew as soon as you like, you know, threw the duvet off me and was like shouting at me to get dressed. <laughs> he was like, I knew. Oh my god, someone's died. And then obviously he heard me talking about um, like Nana. And yeah then, you know. I mean we were dropping off Miley at the time to a family member and um she said to me on the way there in the car she said mum I'm really sorry that you've lost Nana which really choked me up because she said it quite calmly but also I remember turning around thinking how do you know not 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 at all thinking about the fact that I was throwing my boots on going she's dead she's dead <laughs> I but, know you f- you forget your surroundings, don't you? And you're just so like tunnel vision that you can't see everyone else. So you could be talk. You think you're talking to yourself and yeah. in your own head, and obviously li- they're just they're watching you crumble. I literally looked at her like she was Miss Fit Meg. I was like, "Who's told you? My God, <laughs> kids are intuitive these these times. Do you know what I mean?" But no, <laughs> the fact that I was screaming all the way down to the car. <laughs> But um, how did because you got obviously got to the hospital before me as well? How long was you there before me? Like ten minutes? It literally it it felt like hours. It fe- it literally felt like I was I was waiting for you. I felt like I couldn't I, I couldn't go in the room or I couldn't speak to anyone until you was there. We both had to be there in my head. Mm. Um, but when I turned up, there was no one bloody there anyway. Like it was yeah. literally it was like Walking Dead. Mm. like the hospital been shut there was no one on the ward I couldn't even see anyone there was no one at the nurses station and yeah her door had been left open and her the nurses station was like bang opposite her her room so there was like a chair and so like I sat down there and her door was just open so Archie bless him literally saw me look in and then saw himself and he was just he was yeah you could just see that he was so uncomfortable and just didn't want to be there yeah, it was, I mean, obviously, when I walked in, it was like I was the main character of a film, you know, walking to my mum's deathbed. I thought it'd be, like, all <laughs> eyes on me. But there was, like, no one there. It was a ghost town. And this I, is I my moment. Have... <laughs> yeah, Marcy McCutcheon. This is my <laughs> moment. What a tune. Anyway, but when I approached the door and I saw that on the chair was her boots, her bag, her magazines, I think it just felt really insulting. I don't know if that's the right word, but... It, it just threw me. I just thought, hang on a second. Like, talk about, you know, checkouts at 11, you know, hurry up. Because it was just, uh, give me a minute to get in there first and see her. And then I'd like to pack up her boots, maybe. You don't need to do it for us. Did you not feel that way? 
Yeah, and I didn't, un- I didn't understand. They obviously left her in the room. So why did they leave to put her stuff outside of the room? Know. I don't get it. I don't. I just, I just thought it was really bizarre, and the fact that she had the sheet up to her neck, mm. and I just thought. I felt like they were waiting for us to turn up to like look at her and go, "Yep, yeah, that's Carol," and then put the <laughs> sheet back over. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what I felt like they were just waiting for us to do, you know. Do you know, imagine if we were like, no, I don't know who that woman is, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've no clue. Yeah, that's not Carol. <laughs> no. I mean, how did, did you, because you cried as soon as you walked into the room, because me and you went in and we shut the door behind us, didn't we? And we were going to have just a couple of minutes with mum on our, you know, by ourselves to obviously see her, accept the fact, yes, it really is mum. Did you know you were going to, literally bawl your eyes out again as soon as you walked in do you know what it's not the first time I've seen a dead body so but it it felt like oh, I just can't explain it it literally felt all right Jeffrey Dahmer I know <laughs> um I literally felt like oh, I'm gonna be really strong I'm gonna yeah. go in there I'm gonna be the older sister I'm gonna be the rock rah 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 and I walked in there and it's literally like, you know, when you stand behind someone and mm. for a joke, you kick the back of their legs so they go weak. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know, you do yeah. that just to wind someone. <laughs> I felt like someone did that to me and I just fell to the floor like a sack of shit and was just crying hysterically. I, I mean, I looked over and I thought, how embarrassing. <laughs> I thought, she, people, she, people trying to she's sleep. Still, she's still in my moment. <laughs> But also imagine how terrified people were next door thinking, you know, hopefully I'll get better and I'll be going home. And then they hear you wailing, somebody's dead. And oh my God, you probably terrified them. I know. I just I just kept thinking as well, you know, like scary films come into your head and I was thinking she's going to move. Yeah. And, it, and then it freaked me out. Then I started freaking out thinking she's going to move or so I couldn't touch her. That, that last grab, you know. Yeah, I, I couldn't touch her. Just because it it just freaked me out. I did get nervous in case she twitched, you know, which can be normal, like those last muzzle spasms. But saying that, the fact that we were there, what, maybe two hours after she died because the hospital's incompetent. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think it was safe to say that she was she was definitely there was gonna be no last minute anything. She was she was cold, she was gone. Yeah, but that would be mum's like last joke, wouldn't she? If she could have mustered up a little bit of energy just to move a finger she would have done it yeah <laughs> i know she would have but um yeah so we, i won't we won't go in too much about the hospital but we'll just say that they did lose both keely's phone numbers and my phone number despite us writing it down probably what nearly every visit <laughs> yeah yeah so it was on had... her no- it was on her notes yeah. i mean so i literally I'm... wrote it on her notes yeah, mum died at apparently quarter to midnight and we didn't hear about it till about two in the morning. So, nice. I think that's, you know, that's nice. I'm pleased mum just laid there thinking, does anyone fucking care about me? Yeah. <laughs> it's been there ages. Yeah. So, I mean, that night, to be honest, it was a bit of a blur. All I remember thinking was, well, there's no chance I'm going to go home and go to sleep. Absolutely not. So we went back to mum's house and um, we looked through some photos. We had a bit of a chat. We spoke about the funeral because we were quite lucky in the sense that mum told us all about what she wanted for her funeral didn't she like a few months before yeah no volivants <laughs> no volivants no garlic bread taking the piss um right. yeah because you had a whole list didn't you you wrote it all down yeah 
so she what what food she wanted what flowers she wanted what music she wanted um yes we weren't allowed carnations no volivants (laughs) and no one was allowed to wear black yeah all all the music had to be uplifted no no sad yeah sad stuff but she picked you know four of the saddest songs ever well we we picked one yeah. She picked um, Elvis Presley, is it American Trilogy? Yeah. Going in. Then yeah. she picked Bay City Rollers, Bye Bye Baby. Yeah. Then together we picked Ed Sheeran's uh, Supermarket Flowers. Flowers, yeah. And on, on the way out, she had Elvis Presley again, Wonder of You, didn't she? Yeah. All very fucking depressing. Do you know what I mean? There's not like Prodigy, like Smack My Bitch Up or Sex. Do you know, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing a bit of five, six, seven, eight on the way no. in. It had to be tragedy. All doing our hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So we've all done the, the whole thing. Yeah, um, routine. I'm, I think I'm, I really love that nobody listened to us when we said no black and everybody turned up in black. I find yeah. that was very sweet of them. <laughs> yeah. That's that's very like considerate, isn't it? Yeah, they they've really put, they've listened. Put, yeah, they've put our thoughts and then just threw them away. Yeah, literally. Do you know what they must have thought? What the fuck's Kelly wearing them? Because they're all in black and suits, and Kelly comes in in a red miniskirt. No, I had a black. No, to, to be fair, I had a black miniskirt on. Yeah. And uh, a red and black like leopard print top. But I know Mum would have loved it. I know. Sorry, is that Kelly or Cat Slater? I know. <laughs> with a red, in? with a red lip, she would have been. Yep. Keely sitting there like Bet Lynch. Love it. I know. I don't even smoke, but I had a fag. Did you? No. Oh, God. I, oh, I thought you had a fag outside. No. I um, up a nun. Do you know, the the funeral, though, was actually probably harder than the actual day because I thought I was going to pass out constantly. You know, with nerves and anxiety. Like, did you, did you not feel really just like, whoa, this is overwhelming now? I felt it went really quick because you're planning for such a It feels like such a long time to get everything perfect. Mm. that she wanted wanted would have wanted and what you want and it felt like it just went really really quickly and then mm. I felt like I couldn't breathe because it was going so quickly mm. yeah I mean I didn't go quick enough in my opinion <laughs> I'm well, not gonna lie <laughs> I mean you missed half of it <laughs> I had to leave. It was just too much. Plus, it's it, it's in keeping with the main character vibes if I walk out and everyone looks at me. What? But did you have to put your hand on your head dramatically and walk out? Did I do that? Yep. <laughs> it was like this. You know when you turn it so your your hand, your palm yeah. is facing up and your hand was on your forehead and you went... <sighs> Did I? Yeah. I, rem- I remember sitting in the little outback bit in the hallway. So they was like, oh, you can still listen to the funeral here. And um, my friend that used to work with at the time, Emma, she came out to me and I was like, she's 57, <laughs> like really loud. And I thought, I want to make a bit of a scene now because no one else has come to my aid. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but, you, you know, hello. But, um, you know, I hated it. I just literally went home, had a few glasses of wine and went to bed. I couldn't. I couldn't stay. Did you have a good night? Um. Well, I mean, I didn't have a blast. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. But, we must do it yeah. again. So the buffet was great. <laughs> did you eat any of it? I know I took it with me. Keely, did you not see some of the people that haven't spoken to mum in 10 years, but they turned up for the buffet and they're putting half of it in their bags? 
Oh, yeah. I won't name, name names, but I was like, I saw someone who I know hasn't seen mum in about probably 15 years. And she gave me a hug, bless her heart. But then I saw her loading up her bag with, with bread, bread rolls <laughs> and packets of butter. And I thought, no, you're all right, love. No, I wasn't going to take them home. I only paid for it, but don't worry about yeah. it. No, take the slab of pate. Take it. <laughs> yeah. Choice of meats and cheese. Don't mind if I do. Yeah. All grapes on the side, yep. They probably went home and, and thought, I've had a lovely day out. My fridge is fully stocked. <laughs> the weather has been great. Literally. <clears throat> so how was the next sort of couple of weeks for you after the funeral when everything slowed down, there was no more planning and and it was just back to normal life, so to speak? Um, I felt really, really hurt and let down and I felt really angry. Angry because I felt like no one gave a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. I felt like in their eyes they they saw it as well the funeral's over. What what the hell was she crying for? What's she crying for? Mm. Like get a grip. It's over now. Yeah, you know she's dead. She's cremated. Get over it. I felt like that from a lot of people, like mm. family, friends, everyone. And I just and then I that that obviously was like my anger. And then it just it just turned to hurt. So the more I thought about it, the more I cried. But sometimes I wasn't even crying because of mum. I was crying because I felt sorry for mum because I just yeah. felt like no one gave a shit. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely like that whole it's only Carol attitude. And I know full well that mum has been a bit of a villain over the years. I know she's very dark-humoured, dry-humoured. She says it how it is. She do- she's got no, you know... She, she won't hold back. She'll get involved in people's dramas and arguments, won't she? Especially if she thinks she's mm-hmm. sticking up for somebody. She just yeah. goes full in. And, of course, that's pissed a lot of people off over the years, you know, for those reasons and others. But I still felt, felt come on, like, this was your friend for 20, 30 years. This was your sister. This was your cousin. Like, where's, like, where's your where's your heart and your compassion gone for, for, for us? And for mum, you know, like, yeah, she wasn't perfect, but... Actually, she did do a lot of things for each and every one of you over the years. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I just, I just felt like people thought that literally the day after. I'm not joking. The day after the funeral, I literally felt like people were thinking, "Get the fuck over it." Mm. And that made me so angry. And then it turned to her. And then I was crying. And then it makes you think in your head, "Yeah, should I be over it? Why am I not over it?" Mm. But no, because. You know, there's other people in the family kill that they have they have memorial parties every year for people that they've lost. So yeah. if if and I think that's you know, that's that's great and that's loving, but you know, just because we we're not doing that at the moment or, you know, just because it was Carol, it doesn't mean that we're really hurting and we wouldn't like to have support and remember her more mm. every year. Yeah, I mean I just I felt like we me and you were completely ne- neglected. Oh yeah, hundred percent in that situation and because we were both dealing with it completely different and we were both angry for various reasons that we didn't stick to together Mm. so we were angry at each other for the wrong reasons but because we weren't getting support of anyone else we weren't supporting each other either no no and that's the thing like when you're grieving and you you hit those anger stages could you know you could fall out of anyone because oh, you yeah, just 100%. you've got you've got so many emotions. Yeah. I mean, I think I, you know um, Ryan's nan started to get really unwell around the time um, that Mum died, and I remember like he was really upset, and I remember thinking in my head, 
you know, Christ, Warren, she's 90. My mum's 57. You're being out of order here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's such a cruel way to think because everybody's situation is so relevant. And bless his nan, they had such a wonderful close relationship. She was lovely. Um, but it's just kind of that, it's that frame of mind you have where you just feel like you're so gutted. Like you just feel like, I don't really know how to word it. Like, I, I think the age has, has bothered me basically. I think her being 57, I think I found it hard to come to terms with. 100% and you kind of when you hear other people's story and they're like oh my nan died and she was such and such or my granddad died and he was such and such and I'm like I know it sounds awful but in my head I'm like yeah but they had a good life then didn't they, mm. they didn't get their, they didn't get their life cut short and like died from a like horrible illness and was so poorly mm. like you should think yourself lucky yeah yeah I knew somebody that said oh my dad's died and he was 89 and and he has cancer but I'm going to sue the hospital because he shouldn't have died yet. And I just think, well, 89, he's not a fucking Power Ranger. How long did you want him to live for? Like, I, I sometimes I forget that some people get caught up in, like, you know, grief and everything else, that they forget that, like, 89, 90, they're, they're amazing ages. And to be fair, if mum made it to about 70, 75, I think I could be a lot more at peace with that. 100%. 100%. I just, I, I just feel like... People like, oh, well, you know, she was ill and she didn't really look after herself. And you get all the negatives come out the woodwork, don't you? Yeah. Trying to tell you this. And I'm like, I don't want to listen to that. I don't no. care. That's not, that, that, do you know what I mean? I, that's still my mum. And yeah. at the minute, you're taking the piss and you're being horrible. So do one. That's what you yeah. feel like. And we actually said earlier, didn't we, how amazing she did because she, you know, she she was smoking 20 a day when she was 16. As soon as she got ill and she realised that there was going to be issues, she quit smoking cold turkey, never looked back. She, like, quit drinking alcohol because she didn't want to make that worse. Like, she literally did do everything that she thought she had to do. And she tried really hard, I think. She did. And that's the gutting thing. Like, you know, she did suffer with her, her mental illness, like, her upbringing, I mean, we won't go into detail, but her upbringing was just appalling. Like, you yeah. wouldn't wish that on anyone. She had the most horrible upbringing. She wasn't, like, loved properly. That's why she couldn't give it, because she never had it. Oh, yeah. And and for her to, like, then be, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like to, Motherly? Yeah, it's for her to be, like, motherly, it just didn't come natural to her. So when she was, like going through her mental illness when dad left and she was attention seeking she was you know taking overdoses but not meaning to and doing it more for attention mm. it was kind of like it, it was upsetting but we both got frustrated with that situation and oh, then when yeah. she did she when when she did get really poorly it was kind of like I, I don't know how serious to take it like is this another tension thing or are you actually really poorly and then it just, it was so sad that she just wanted to live so badly. Yeah. When she was actually dying, she wanted to live. And mm. it was just heartbreaking. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like, that's where I feel sorry for her. Because obviously, she did say, all I want is a few more years for the grandkids. And, mm. you know, I look at Arch, obviously being like, how old is Archie going to be in January now? 16. That's mental. It is, and I, isn't it? I think of, you know, my two. And I just think... If only, like, mum could see him now, she'd be so proud. She'd probably think they're so funny and hilarious, and she would just love it. Mm. You know, like, not... We won't, we won't say it on this podcast, but when 
uh, Charlie phoned me up to tell me Archie's good news a little while ago when I was in the kebab shop. <laughs> Mum would be absolutely wetting herself at that, wouldn't she? A hundred percent, she would. Yeah, she would be ripping 100%. the piss. Yeah, and when he had his little spell of thinking that he might be gay, oh, <laughs> she would have been like, she wouldn't let him snap out of that. You know, like she'd be like, oh no, that's fantastic, you're gay now. Let's go get sequins. <laughs> Let's go and buy a unicorn. And if he was like, actually, Nana, I think perhaps it was just a bit of a phase, you know, or, or maybe I'm bi. She'd be like, no, you're full on gay. I won't have it. Come on, Louis Spence. Let's go. <laughs> I will get you a gay a gay outfit for gay pride. Let's go. Yeah, she'd absolutely be living for it. Bless her. So since, obviously, I mean, mum's been gone. Is it three years in January? No, three, February. Four years in February. Four, four years in Feb, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's gone really quick, I think. Yeah, but I think one of the best things we've done in the grieving process is when we threw her 60th birthday party. Yeah. I think instead of just letting the day pass and, and moping and being really sad that she didn't make it to 60, um, I think the fact that we threw our whole party, obviously it was Charlie's 30th as well, so we was having like a double celebration. You know, I think it was really cool. Like, yeah, we had a couple of tears, but celebrating it was so much better than avoiding it. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it was all stuff that she would have liked, so there was no volivants. <laughs> yeah. And she had all the, like, we made a playlist with all her favourite music. Yeah. Club Tropicana. Like, we had a, yeah, we had a, like, Club Tropicana theme party. We had an Elvis cake. We like, it was in. all stuff that, yeah, all stuff that she would have loved, which, because it was her 60th, I think if we didn't do anything, we would have really regretted that. Yeah. And how do you feel now that it has, it is coming up to four years in a few months? I mean, do you feel, I mean, how different do you feel from the year it happened? Um, I, it's hard to explain. I feel like the four years have gone really quickly. Yeah. Like, I feel like it still feels really raw to me. And then, but I know people will be thinking, oh, it's four years. But it yeah. literally feels like yesterday for me. I still get really hurt by it. Yeah. And I, I worry that because people think it's been three or four years, they assume that we no longer grieve and that we're not going to have bad days anymore. And if 100%. you do have a bad day, they're like, why? It was quite a few years ago now. 100%. I feel like sometimes if something comes on the radio or um, something comes on the telly or whatever it is that reminds me of mum, yeah. Or I just think about her and then I have a little cry. I feel guilty because I feel I can hear people in my head, certain people that we won't mention, yeah. going, oh, really? You're still crying? Yeah. Still not over it? And then I'm thinking, no, I should be over it. But then Charlie brings me back to like earth sort of thing and says, it could take years. Mm. You, can, you know, you'll never get over it. It's your mum. You know, yeah. and if you want to cry, cry. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, we, we were relatively young, but also our, our children were very young, very, very young. So they kind of miss out on, on a whole grandparent. You know, we were lucky to have most of our grandparents until we got to a, a reasonable age, you know what I mean? And yeah, they've been really sort of kind of cut out of that very quick. And, you know, it's it's hard because of that reason. Every time the kids' birthdays come up, I always stress. I always feel sad that she's not here. I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get emotional, but I, I won't. Okay. I'm really regretting my birthday this year. Like, Why? I'm dreading it because it's a big one. Mm. 
and I just remember going to hers and they just yeah her 40th was at Nigel's Golf Club wasn't it yeah that's right yeah yeah I just yeah I just I want to celebrate it because obviously it's a big birthday but I feel like I feel I feel guilty celebrating it because mum's not there it's weird yeah but I mean you've got to think what she was like at 40 and you know, she she definitely would want you to have fun. But you know what? You've just made me think of something. Actually, another really good sort of brownie point for mum is that mum lost her own mum very young, didn't she? She was 48. But we never really saw it, did we? We were very young, though. I was only eight, so you was like one. Yeah, but throughout the years, as we sort of grew up, mum was nev- never like... She didn't talk about it too much or she didn't wallow. Like, she, she kind of coped fairly well with it herself. But that's that's another thing that I think was due to her upbringing. Mm. She was never shown love or anything like that. And I think if she ever showed, like, weak weakness, in brackets, mm. as such, like crying or feeling for sorry for herself, I think that was snapped out of her very quickly. Yeah. So, therefore, I think that she never did it. Mm. And that's like we said a bit earlier, that's why she's so dark humoured because her taking the piss out of you, which we were saying, was kind of her way. Her bantering with you was kind of her way of saying that she does love you and she does care for you. And we were talking earlier about how <laughs> on the last day that you saw mum, she mum needs a new car and you suggested a smart car, didn't you? <laughs> she goes, look look on Auto Trader, Keely, for, for, for a car for me. I was like, all right. And I was like, well, you just need a little one because she can't drive. She could not drive, could no, she? Literally, no. So I was like, a little smart car, perfect. How can she smash that up? And she and went, then she... <laughs> she went, I'll never fit Chloe in it. <laughs> and then what did she say about the wheels? She's, she said, we'd be on two wheels. She goes, it'd be like Greece at the end, you know, when they just drive on two wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Fat joke, Carol. <laughs> Unbelievable. But that was, like you said as well, we were chatting about this. And like Keely used to have this, you know, like gorgeous blonde curly hair and mum used to say to me look at Keely isn't she like a little dolly and I'd be like yeah you know sitting there like a more of a cab- cabbage batch fucking doll she'd be like Keely's a little doll <laughs> isn't she and then she'd be like but look at her now <laughs> do you know what I mean like a few years later she'd always say to me she'd go you used to be so pretty what happened I had a child and I got, <laughs> I just, I got diabetes and underactive thyroid I'm sorry I know and it's a lot coming from her Marahili on crack I don't know who she thinks she is I know. She's go. Oh, she used to be. Yeah, used to have all the boys after you. Used to be so pretty. <laughs> what happened? I'm like, this is great. I thought I looked alright today. Literally, like, all right, Catherine Zeta Jones. Sorry, but it was her way of kind of trying to banter with you. And and it sounds so bizarre. And maybe people will listen to this and they won't get it. But it literally was her way of like saying, "I love you." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It was just her way. Well. Shall we leave it here? Yeah. Because I think we could always do like a part two. We could talk about more of a childhood, couldn't we? We could like recall some funny memories and have a right old giggle. Yeah. But if we leave it here, we give people a little taste. And thank you for listening to me and Keely sort of go on about grief and just, just chatting away about our memories. Um, This podcast is obviously going to be dedicated to Mrs. Carol Ann Harding, born 1960. Wow. Thank you. Passed away in 2019. Mum, we love you. We hope you still see us. We hope we make you giggle. Um, And just with a final thoughts, Kill, because I get this question a lot, and I know it's such a big question, but if there is somebody that's going through grief themselves and they just need something, you know, a bit of a supportive 
words, what could you say to them? Um, just do you. If you want to cry for months on end, do it. You, you, mm. you, only you know how how you can deal with it. You go through anger, you know, upset, and then like stuff like that. So you need to you need to do it how you need to do it. Don't let, don't feel guilty about having down days or feeling sad or anything like that. If you feel like you're you can't cope one day, that's fine. The next day, if you're laughing about memories, then that's fine. It's mm. how you do you deal with it how you need to deal with it. Mm. And you know, I see some people sometimes in life, and they're like, "Oh, don't play that because that was my granddad's funeral song." I actually think if you want to listen to the funeral songs and you want to wallow or listen to the favorite playlist, definitely do it. Like it's always good 100%. to get it out. Yeah, and it, it's good to relive the memories, even the hard ones, because it reminds you all of you know why you miss them and and why you know you loved them so much. So. It can only be positive, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, thank you, Keely, for coming on. You're so welcome. Wait, let me try to give you another round of... Let me give you a cheer this time. Okay. Hang on, wait. Let me turn up. Thank you, Keely, for coming on. Woo! I'm here all night. Woo! (laughs) Sorry, but I love these buttons too much. Right, guys, tune in uh, next week for episode two. I'll be talking to somebody else. Who? I don't know yet. You're just going to have to tune in, aren't you? But thank you so much for listening to me and Keely today. Have a lovely rest of the week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.